Chapter 17. A Late Night Rendezvous. My mom wasn't awake when I got home, but the kettle sitting, still warm, and the empty mug with a drooping, soggy tea bag lying idly inside told me she'd tried to wait up. I'd get an earful in the morning about not letting her know how long I was going to be out. This was becoming a habit, and not one of which I was proud. I was so caught up with wanting to talk to William that I hadn't taken the time to consider that I might be at his house for hours. I retreated to my bedroom, admiring the necklace Asalia gave me. The color inside flashed for the quickest second. At first I thought I must have imagined it, but I was starting to think that I imagined far less than I once thought. Stepping into my room, I unhooked the necklace. The orb was warm not from body heat because it had been sitting around my neck for a while, but because it seemed to be radiating heat from the inside. I reached for my phone, scrolling down to William's name. My finger hovered over it for a second, but he'd probably come bounding over, excited and curious about how I'd gotten my hands on an orb, wanting to see it, asking questions. My mom would never sleep through it. And I certainly didn't need to explain to her why a boy was in my room at 11 p.m., I started to change into my pajamas, but stopped halfway through, catching a glimpse of myself in the full-length mirror. My tank top was droopy, faded from years of wash and wear. The underwear hugging my hips were a size too small. I'd been too lazy to return them, so I just wore them anyway. Looking myself up and down, I couldn't fathom Iris and I being twins. My brain knew we were, but my body refused to accept it. From what I saw in dreams and flashbacks, I didn't think we looked all that much alike. Maybe we did once, but she carried herself so much older, her features so much harsher, everything more defined. Where I was soft, she was edge. Clink. I turned to see the necklace had fallen off the dresser, landing on top of my small metallic trash can lid. Picking it up and placing it back from where it fell, it once again flashed a quick blue. I shook my head, pressure beginning to build behind my eyes. I wanted to be tired so badly, but my body was buzzing and wide awake. Instead of trying to sleep, I sat down at my desk and opened my laptop, then pulled up a search engine and slowly typed I-R-Y-A-N-N-A, -N -N though I didn't know what I expected to find. The results popped up. Videos from girls named Iriana or some version thereof. Old genealogical trees of origins of the same name. Nothing spoke of the prophecies or traditions of William and Lucia. Hold on. Almost nothing, I whispered to myself. There was a link that read simply, Lucia, a place. I clicked on it to read further. It brought me to a page with a plain black background with white text. Lucia, a place of which few know and fewer still can find. But if you know where to go, you will be rewarded with endless beauty and knowledge. It said nothing more than that. I read it over and over again. Whoever wrote this made it sound like a place of fairy tales and leprechauns as if making it there would mean all your wishes would come true and a pot of gold would be sitting, waiting at the end of a rainbow. I scouted around the page to see if there was any indication of who could have written it, but there was nothing. 
Sighing, I closed my computer. Dunno why you think the internet is going to tell you anything William hasn't already, I thought. And then it hit me like, well, like the news that I wasn't human. I jumped up, startling Magnet and nearly knocking my chair over in the process, once again searching my room for the drawings in the dream journal I kept as a kid. I flipped my mattress, to Magnet's chagrin, tore through my closet, emptied the dresser and my bookshelf, but still found nothing. I stood, huffing, in the midst of my mess, racking my brain. Oh, duh! I huffed. It was like a light bulb exploded in my head. They were sitting in the hidden compartment in the base of my dresser. I took out my bottom drawer and pulled open the small door. It came awkwardly, but I finally got it free. The musty, sweet smell of old paper filled my nose. I pulled out a big, leather-bound journal. Cracking it open, out fell all the papers that weren't attached to the binding. One by one, I placed them in front of me, like trying to put a puzzle together. Maybe they could tell some kind of linear story. I pulled the journal into my lap and read the first entry. It was dated soon after the nightmare started. I marveled at how crisp the handwriting was, considering the chicken scratch into which it developed. I marveled further still at how articulate I was for a kid with insomnia and nightmares. Dear Journal, They tell me I have to keep you starting now. I have to write about all my dreams, good or bad, but I don't have a lot of good dreams anymore. Sometimes I feel like I'm awake when I'm sleeping, or sleeping when I'm awake. I don't think Mommy and Dad are very happy. They seem scared. Scared of me. I stopped reading. I'd forgotten I'd called Carl Dad for most of my life. It wasn't until the middle of the sleep study that I'd switched, in fact. He'd been talking to Mom one night. I overheard him telling her that if the doctors couldn't figure me out, that he'd find another doctor that would just put me on whatever medication would make me sleep through the night and not behave like such a freak. After that, I wasn't so keen on him holding a title meant for someone that wanted to help their child, not drug him and shut him up. Shaking the memory off, I continued to read. I just woke up. There was a girl that looked like me. She was playing with a boy. They were in the woods. And then they were older and yelling a lot. They said some pretty bad stuff, stuff I'm not supposed to say. Then someone turned off the lights because it went dark and the girl was crying. Then there was a man's voice, not the boy, it was someone else. He was whispering, and she was yelling. She was sad, but she was mad, too. That's all I can remember. I flicked through the journal. It was almost full. I'd forgotten how much of which I'd kept track and continued to write even once the study stopped. It looked like I wrote religiously for years. I couldn't believe so much of that seemed like such a blur now. Wishing all the pieces would come together, I read a few more entries to no avail. All the nightmares proved blurry, muddled, dark, or somehow otherwise hidden. I needed to know more about Iris. How did she become what she became? Why had I been sent away? To be brought back at the right time? Is this the right time, then? I wondered. Why'd it take so long? 
She did so many terrible things. Most importantly, does Iris know I'm coming? There were so many questions rolling around in my head that it felt like my brain was swelling behind my eyes. The usual overwhelming pressure was starting to build behind them. Placing the pictures back inside the journal, I closed its cover, then fit it back into its little cabinet. It didn't fit exactly right, and the top piece had to be forced closed. I flopped onto the floor, staring at the compartment. Magnet huffed behind me. Oh, right. I whispered, standing up and reorganizing the bed so he could have his spot again. The compartment stared at me from the dresser the entire time I straightened up, as if to say, You're not done with me yet, Amelia Francis. Ugh, even inanimate objects used my middle name. I picked up the drawer and put it back into the dresser, but the compartment lid popped up. Okay, okay, I get it. Placing the drawer back onto the floor... I took the journal out again and turned to the nearest blank page, dating it, then began to write. It's been years since I've written in this thing, but it feels familiar, like a memory triggered by a subtle scent, or your muscles remembering how to ride a bike even if you haven't done it for years. I'm going to start writing down the things I see, the prophecies I hear, and the dreams I have. I dreamt about William before I met him. In fact, I think I've dreamt about him since before I started writing this journal. I think he must have been the boy that played with Iris. I was sent to Earth when I was a baby. I'm what's called, quote, Lucian. Or, I think I am. I'm not really sure what I am. I don't know if I'm a Lucian bound in a human body, or if I'm just human. I don't know. Iris rules over Iriana, which was once Lucia. She's... A monster? She's angry, strained, deeply sad. She's cruel, heartless. And she will tear down everything in her path to find me. She doesn't know where I am, which could be a plus on our side, but could also mean devastation to the other realms. There are seven. Earth and Iriana, obviously. And then Cambria, Triton, Forgold, Sphor, and Atlantis. I wonder if I'll ever get to travel to any of the others other than Iriana. I wonder if I'll ever need to. This makes me sound insane, I know. Asalia, my birth mother, gave me a necklace. It has an orb on it that allows me to travel between the realms. She appeared to me tonight and left it with me. I wish she would have stayed longer. I don't know if I'll ever see her again. The prophecies are starting to come into the light. Quote, the earth will cry, the skies will bleed, and she alone can stop it. Quote, two champions shall rise among you, and the night shall find redemption. Is it really necessary for them all to be so... wordy? Cryptic? Can't someone just say, hey, you're gonna do this, so yeah, do that? I stopped writing... Unable to think of anything else except maybe how I felt about everything, but I wasn't up for that right then. Reading the words I wrote over and over again, I was sure that if my mother ever found this journal, she'd have me hospitalized. Then I wondered how I'd come to my mother. Cindy, I mean. Had I been adopted? A buzzing hummed from my dresser. I reached up for my phone, and Sophia's name flashed across the screen. 
A warmth grew in my chest as I said hello, and her soft voice answered. Hey, she said quietly. Hey, I mimicked her tone. Are you busy? It came out a little sadly. Right now? Yeah, I thought, I don't know, we could hang out, I guess. Right now? I said again. At midnight? Yeah. I could almost hear her shrug. I took a second to consider. I wasn't tired and I did want to see her. It also probably wouldn't be a big deal if my mom woke up and she was here. She'd slept over at my house since... forever. Yeah, I answered. You want to come over? Right now? She mocked, and I laughed. Yes, right now. Yeah, see you soon, she said, and then hung up. I wondered what she would think of everything that was going on. Would it scare her? Would she even believe it? A big part of me wanted to let her in on Iriana and who I was, the prophecies and everything else, but then the rest of me was staring at the other part of me, asking if I was nuts. I didn't have long to contemplate all this, however, because Sophia was outside ten minutes later. Stepping out into the night, the cold bit at my cheeks, and my lungs contracted with the chill of the air. I would have loved nothing more than to sit outside with Sophia and talk, but we agreed that it was just too cold for that, so we walked in silence through the basement and into my bedroom. It's weird to be back. For good, I mean, she said, looking around my room. Her body was strangely tense and she wrung her hands absentmindedly as she spoke. I sat and listened, but she was mostly just mumbling about our group of friends. Finally, I stopped her. Soph, what is it? You seemed like you had something you had to talk about right now. Not really, she began slowly. I just wanted to come be with you. Like old times. She smiled. I smiled back, then sighed. I started to speak, but she shifted her gaze, and she was no longer looking at me, but past me, over toward my dresser. What is that? Her eyes were fixed, mesmerized. She got up and walked over to it, picking up the necklace. Wait, Soph, no! But it was too late. She'd already touched the orb. It pulsated white-hot for a minute. She inhaled sharply, and the necklace slipped from her fingers, falling to the carpet. The orb glowed bright green at her feet. I watched it, just as mesmerized as she. The color faded. I looked up at her, and suddenly her expression fell vacant. Sophia? I said, but I knew she wouldn't answer. Fantastic. Another awkward encounter about the orb. At least she won't remember it, I thought. But boy, did I think too soon. <laughs>